You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Like John Denver said, Sarah, my bags are packed and I'm ready to go. I'm hitting, the, I'm hitting the highways. And you don't know when you'll be back again. It's true. I don't know. Or if you'll be back again. It's, it's hard to tell. <laughs> I mean, I'm going up there. I'm going into the, the wild, crazy north of Alaska. You never know what you can encounter up there. You don't know. No. Actually, I do know what you encounter there, because if you look up any story about Alaska, you encounter bears. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And you know what? And all the joking about that, it's starting to actually make me cut a little bit nervous now. This could be the last time. I do em- have to. S- don't even start <laughs> saying that, Greg. Stop it. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here out of Portland, Oregon, five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the cyberwebs, wherever podcasts can be found. Which is everywhere. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. But uh, except for the five day part, uh, I lied about that for this week because this is our last show of the week. It is Wednesday, August 6th. And and I am heading off to Alaska tonight. Greg is a, heading off into the wilderness. For a four or five-ish day adventure. Yes. Wow. Yep. I'm, I've already spoken with uh, my two buddies I'm meeting up there. Like, every time... It's funny... Are they already drunk? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just yeah, checking. Oh, very. Um, <laughs> it's funny because... Uh, I, I keep bringing it up to people, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I'm actually heading off to Alaska just in regular life when I'm talking to people. And everybody, the, the answer every time or the question that I get back, why? <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody says. And uh, it's because, uh, because that's, where, that's where my buddy lives. That's where Gavin lives. Nate's already up there. Uh-huh. I'm going up there. The, well, they've the, survived. What? How, how many days have they been out there together? Uh, well, they've, uh, let's see, Nate got up there on Monday, I think. Okay. Yeah. So I can only imagine they've probably been drinking for a while. I did speak to them last night, and yes, they they were out. They, they <laughs> I'm were, sure they, they were, were doing what they do, uh-huh. which is probably the case when I get in there tonight because I, I get into Alaska at like eleven thirty their time, so which is an hour behind us. So it, uh, I, I would imagine that's what the case is going to oh be. Oh my god! Yeah, you yeah. know what I've been thinking though is like you, we've been so worried about all the bears and stuff in Alaska. I mean, I didn't even think about the fact of like you actually getting there. And it's something in the air. You can't, you know, you can't go anywhere without me playing Blood Rock. God damn it. I blame Rick Emerson for the song. I would have never known it existed. It is so messed up. It is completely messed up. It's a horrible thing oh. to do. Ah, see, look at that. It's wow, so why, was, why did you make it intervene? Good. Laying here, looking at the ceiling. That's in the ceiling of the plane that just crashed. Someone <laughs> lays a sheet across my chest. Something warm is flowing down my What would inspire a band to, like, write this song? I don't know. It's horrible. Horrible people. Horrible people. Who's this, DOA? or? It's, yeah, uh, Blood Rock. 
Yeah, who's like sits down? What band sits down? They're I like, don't know. You know what we should do? Let's write a let's write a song about a devastating plane crash and describe what it would be like to have the bloody sheet well, sticking to you. Especially now with all the crashes that have happened. Thanks for playing that for oh, me. Oh god, I didn't even about think that. about that. Oh yeah. god. Yeah. Well, you're not the one that has to fly now. Oh. But it's all right because I actually love flying. I've talked about this before. So, uh, as I said, I'm going up there. <laughs> Damn it! This song is fucking me up. Like you got to stop playing it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it was meant to calm you, Greg. I know. Damn it. Now you got me all worked up. So, I uh, yes, I'm flying up there. I'm meeting them. And then we're going to, Gavin, Nate, and I. So, just a little backstory on this. Um, and I'm excited today, so I might be rambling a little bit. But Gavin, Nate, and I, uh, we used to do this thing where every year we would go on an adventure together. We Is would, that what you guys call it? Grown-ass uh, men? You say, like, let's go on an adventure together. Yeah, pretty much. We go on an adventure. The thing is, we're good at the uh, getting out there and doing things. Bad at the planning side of it, usually. That part never really works out. So, I mean, we, we've done... We've done these quite a few times, like over the past years, although it's been a while since we kind of moved to different parts of the country. And like one one time we went to when we found the Seven Devils Mountains, we went on an adventure to find the Seven Devils Mountains and we headed off to towards eastern Oregon and we knew they were in Idaho, but we didn't actually get a map. We had a general idea of where they were, but we didn't map it out. We just decided to go find it. And we ended up in these we ended up crossing the Snake River and going up this thing called the Kleinschmeier Pass, which is basically... The Kleinschmeier? Yes. so it's an a, unfortunate It's basically name. a sheer rock um, pass. It goes straight up the canyon, only you kind of like zigzag cut back up it, but it's single lane, and if you go off the side, there's no rails or anything. I mean, it's, it's instant. Oh, my God. You're not surviving that. God. And so we drove up that thing. This is not making me feel better. And we ended up, we ended up in the backwoods of Idaho, and let me just say... The backwoods of Idaho, I think we all know what exists out there, what possibly exists. There's nice people, but there's also... The Mounties. The what? The Mounties. The Mounties? Aren't they the Mounties? The ones that the Mounties, live up in the mountains? Mounties are Canadian policemen. That's that's what a Mountie is. No, that, no, I'm talking about Aryan Nation people. Oh, That Jesus. kind of stuff. You really, no. Okay. Th- no, that kind of stuff is up there in Idaho. And we, we ended up, we got lost and we were driving down this gravel road having no idea where we were going and we were terrified we were going to like stumble upon one of those camps and sure enough like out of nowhere we we um like we're going down this gravel road and in the middle of nowhere there is this tiny little town clearly off the grid they all have generators there's just like a, a probably about i don't know 15 houses all with generators and storage tanks for water, and they live off the grid. Up there. That doesn't end well. You don't no. stumble into someone's tiny town off the grid. No, that's what we thought, too. We were a little bit nervous about that. But then we ended up, we were out of gas as well. So this is what I'm talking about with our poor planning sometimes. So we were out of gas. So we had no choice but to approach the mountain people living in their cutoff town and then hoping that, yeah, that's ex- that, that's exactly the other thing we were thinking. We're like, okay, well, if they're not, uh, if they're not Aryan Nation, they're they're crazy mountain people. They turned out to be actually pretty nice, and we bought gas from them, and then made our way down the road, and we ended up. You sleeping. just go get on your way there. We did, and we ended up finding this uh, this field, and there was a sign there that just said that here lies the ghost town of Decora. And it was apparently a big mining town when there were silver mines, but it was, it's all gone now except for some remnants of the buildings. Uh-huh. And there was even a uh, bed spring, like still there, clearly like from the early 1900s, like all this stuff that was there. And it was p- built into the foundation. They had a little thing about it because I guess there was a big whorehouse there. And so we decided <laughs> to uh, camp there. We ended up camping on a ghost town. 
It was pretty awesome. All right, that's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Except for that's where I got bit by a spider, and that's where I got a really bad spider bite. Oh, is that so, the spider bite that you got a couple years ago? That one? Yeah, yeah, where, where like, I started eating out in the center of it. Got a little black in the center of it there. Stop it. Had to get on some medication for that one. So we did that. Eventually, we did find the Seven Devils Mountains, but that was that was a probably a five, six-day adventure of going out in the middle of nowhere. We also went down to the Alver Desert one time, and this is why I'm exciting, excited about this, because we, we never just, know are, what we're going to find. This going to be all stories of you and Gavin and Nate's adventures. You guys need, like, a, a trio name. Do we? I don't know. What like would it the, be? The idiot, the three idiots, or something. <laughs> we three idiots. Yeah, yeah. That we three idiots might might be mm-hmm. might be pretty good because yeah, we never know what we're going to stumble across on our adventures, and that's why I'm excited for this one in Alaska. You know, we found a ghost town. We went down to Southeast Oregon, and they have this thing called the Alver Desert, where it's a dry lake bed that's been dry. Let's for talk like about your centuries. adventure that's that's happening this time. Are right, you camping in a dry lake bed? Yeah, well, what I'm saying is this time, that time, we ended up finding, um, we stumbled across this thing where it was a home flying contraption convention, where all these people had these homemade, like, airplanes and helicopters, and they flew them in there into this desert because it's flat for, like, seven miles, Mm -hmm. and they all meet up there, apparently, once a year. It's not publicized, and we just kind of stumbled upon it and and hung out with those people for a while. Yeah, French Glen, near French Glen, that is exactly true. Uh, So, so who knows what we're going to find on this one? We don't know. We don't know what we're going to stumble across. So many adventures. So many adventures, or Sarah. Who, oh, who you're going to stumble across? Well, that's true. No, because there are like little, uh, like Alaska. I mean, you guys are going to be wandering in no man's land because you say that you're going to go someplace, you know, safe, like when Nate was in here and he's like, oh, no, it's going to be something on the map, like, you know, on the map. I know for a fact you guys are going to get, get there and you're all like broed out and like, let's go do something tough, man. Let's go, mm-hmm. let's go someplace that nobody else has really gone before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, and it'll, it'll probably be stairs. We'll probably do something dumb. Yeah, and we'll we'll go off the map or find our own way somehow back into. No, because you guys are all gonna like try to outbro each other. Nah, we don't really outbro each other. It's kind of a mutual. Um, I think the th- we three idiots is probably a good term. I think we dumb ourselves down individually. We're pretty intelligent. You guys people. are like go d- back to like caveman. Yeah, yeah. Individually, we're pretty intelligent. Together, but- it's it just dumbs down the IQ tremendously. Somehow, we have this ability to do that. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to stumble across. Just like rock throwing and nut punches is all I'm thinking. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that. A lot of that. And beer drinking. Uh Uh-huh. It's going to be awesome. It will be fantastic. So anyway, that is happening. And uh, I am very excited for it. So we will... (laughs) Thridiots. (laughs) Thridiots. As in a live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live. Um, so yeah, we're going to be going off just, I, maybe since I don't know if I'm coming back, I should just try to give an idea of where I'll be. So if they have to send out the search parties, I'm either going north of Anchorage or south. There's two directions you can go. And we're going to hike in somewhere, I believe tomorrow. Wow. Thank you for the, everyone's going to be able to find you, Greg. It'll it's be really easy. Such detailed It'll, directions. This is the thing. I really don't know where I'm going because he's, uh, they're, they're in charge of that. Which is kind of scary. Gavin and Nate are in charge of. Well, and plus Gavin and Nate kind of are almost the same person, and so they're both kind of they're both really good at hiking and uh-huh. camping and stuff. But they both are also very. How should I say it? They both uh, also believe that they know the most amount of information about whatever's happening. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They'll, they'll both compete with that. Yeah. Yeah, they'll they'll fight each and other. And so that's what that. makes me nervous when you're going to go with them because they're trying to outman and out. 
camp and hike and do whatever each other and then you're just kind of towed along yeah as they're in their like man-to-man competition yeah yeah for this i mean this is their territory the alaska so i have to go with what they say obviously they are they are more in charge than i am up there now if i was down here then then the the lead lead person could rotate but no up there they're they're in charge it's kind of like a two-headed uh two-headed uh i don't know dragon you don't know where where it's gonna go that doesn't make any sense, but um, <laughs> it's kind of like a two-headed. <laughs> I was trying to think. I started saying two-headed, and then I didn't know what, I, what to do with that. <laughs> I, I should have. I should have even called that you out. You should have aborted that. <laughs> I should have aborted that, but it was too late because I already said well, it. Well, no, you, you, it's like a two-headed. Wait, I need to write know, that down. I know it didn't make any I'm sense. I realized that, that as soon as I, I said it. Breaking it's, the fourth wall here. Yes, I know. As soon as it's I like a it. two-headed dragon. You don't know which way it's going to go. All right. You know what? I'm just going to start using that from now on. I should have just said that's an old saying. Yes, the old saying. You know, it's like a two-headed dragon. You don't know which way it's going to go. That's, How did those words even string together in your head? I don't know. I don't know. Was there something you were trying to say? No, I realized this. <laughs> I failed at it. I know this is my job, but <laughs> so anyway, I don't know where they're. I don't know where they're going to be going, and I'm just kind of following along with whatever happens. So just like a two-headed dragon, like a two-headed dragon. I'm riding a two-headed dragon, Sarah. I don't know which way it's going to go. Anyway. <laughs> But uh, you're sitting there trying to play <laughs> Blood Run. <laughs> are we going to move past this, or are we just going to be I'm stuck sorry, on this I've while? just never seen you so completely fail at putting stringing together a sentence. I know, I failed. I know it. <laughs> I've had a lot. <laughs> it was a complete failure. Yeah, it was like a I wish dragon. it had happened, but it's too late now. I already said it, and I'm trying to move on from it and leave it in the past, but it's, nev- it's just not going to happen. Oh, it's pretty difficult, those two-headed dragons. <laughs> so, before that, though, of course, I will be flying. Thank you for playing the Blood Rock. No problem. And making I'll me think about plane up. crashes. Um, but the problem is, though, you can't really get to me because I love flying. I am one of those people who gets really excited about flying. I love the airport. I love waiting. I, I even like layovers. Oh, that I, I can walk li- around. Yeah, ride standby when you're stuck in the like San Francisco airport. Yeah, well, how much did you pay for that ticket? Zero dollars. Well, then I'm not going to feel too bad for you on that one. So, uh, but the airport ended up making a lot of money for me because I was sitting there and eating and drinking for like ever. So I spent like yeah. a lot of money there. Oh yeah. No, I uh, I love flying, but I'm also ex- I'm always extremely paranoid that I have the wrong time for my flight because I scarred myself when I missed a flight back from Europe years ago when I was uh, supposed to fly out of I was flying out of Rome, but I I was off a day. And I showed up to fly out, and they're like, sir, this ticket was for yesterday. And uh, I messed that up. And oh, so, God. So, ever, so yeah, so I, I had to, like, buy a whole it, – it sucked. Um, so, ever since then, like, I'm paranoid. I always have to know exactly what time the flight is and what time everything is, and I'm paranoid I'm going to be wrong about it. So, I appreciate you taking me to the airport today, but I am paranoid about it. I've already checked it, like, three times to make sure I have the right flight time. Yes, yeah, so if, if you've heard Greg rule of that, I am taking him to the airport during rush hour traffic. You are very nice for I doing that. I am very nice. You're very nice. I will allow you to buy me some food on the way there. <sighs> All right. Mm-hmm. I already bought you lunch, too. I had a quesadilla. That's like nothing. If I had known you were... You, I think that you waited to buy my lunch until you saw that I wasn't ordering very much. <laughs> That's exactly why, because Greg got like this burrito and like all the stuff that comes with it, and I just got the, a $4 quesadilla. <laughs> and then Greg's like, oh, no, I'll get that for you since you're taking me to the airport. I'm like, that's yeah, bullshit. No. I bought you lunch. 
No, you didn't. You didn't tell me you were buying lunch. I had my card out, and as soon as you saw how, the little amount of food that I ordered, you're like, "Oh no, I'll yeah. I'll get." That's bullshit. Yeah, nope. see, I don't I accept like, that. No, I was like, "Look, I bought you lunch for taking me to the airport. We're done. The deal's over." I don't accept that. What do you mean? I I didn't, I didn't ask say... for that lunch. I'm asking for this next one. <laughs> I didn't say you. I want could... a nice iced coffee as I'm driving out there. <sighs> God, this is gonna cost me more than a cab by the end of this. Oh gosh, Greg, you've spent four whole dollars so, so far. I'm uh. so sorry. Fine. All right. I'll buy you some coffee, too. Uh, <laughs> see? Oh, yeah. John and Boring is pointing out $4 quesadilla or $30 cab ride. Perfect. See? I, that's why It I would be like I, a $40 cab ride, by the way. Why? Oh, because of traffic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibly. All right. Fine. I'll get you some coffee. <laughs> you know, all the things that come with the burrito. Yeah, because you got like the full meal and everything. I'm just like, oh, I'll just get my quesadilla. Yeah, see, that's the perfect way to do that. Like, if you ever have to buy somebody lunch or you want to do like something nice to That's such bullshit. So someone buys like a shot of Jameson and then they're going up and like ordering a Coors Light. You're like, oh, no, I got this, man. <laughs> Well, oh, no, exactly I don't do that. Do. I don't do that. Because you're like, because you feel drink for drink. No, that doesn't work. Drink for drink. I disagree with that one. Like if it's if it's relatively the same price, then you're fine. But uh, with this, yeah, I mean, I'd say the four dollar. I mean, you know. All right. Well, how about this? How about uh, my afternoon just got busy and you get to get, you know, what's cheaper than four dollars. 250 taking the max. I can do that. I will do that if that's but we have to we have to wrap up pretty quick because it <laughs> takes a while. It takes a while for me to get there. Um no, I mean if you I appreciate the ride to the airport. I appreciate $4 worth appreciate. $4 worth of appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> no, meant to clarify when I said all the stuff that comes with the burrito, we got like the side chips and and drink and stuff. That, yeah, I went, that was I went all stuff. out. Yeah. He went full out. Mm-hmm. Well, cuz I'm traveling today, I got to got to have a hearty you know, hearty base. Full stomach. Mm-hmm. For traveling, no. So I'll I'll get there, and then my usual ritual for flying is I taking your shoes off. Uh, well, no, that's you're not going to this get, time, are you? You don't really. That's do when that. I get on the plane. Oh no! At first, I go I go through check in, go have a drink, buy myself my magazine for the for the trip. What magazine are you going to get? Don't get one that'll give you a boner on on the plane. I don't get boners on the plane. No, I'll. And then people are going to think that you're going to be, you know, one of the people that's furiously masturbating in, in the I, bathroom. Okay, let me get to the. Let me. You're bringing up some very good points. Okay, one. I uh, I I like the articles in Maxim. I genuinely do. I'll buy a Maxim. I will try to make sure that people don't see what the cover is that I'm looking at. But you know, there's happens to be hot girls in it. So what's what's going to go wrong? Wait, what are you getting? Um, maybe a Maxim. I like the articles. Dude, that's like secret porn. It's not secret porn. It totally is. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but it to- Maxim is bullshit. Like, you can see, nip- like, you can, you know, like, little skinny, like, skimpy bathing suits and stuff. It's like porn for when you can't read porn in public. It's like public porn. <laughs> All right, maybe, but the articles are really good. And so I'll either get that or I'll get one of my science. I'll get like popular science. Those are the those are the two. Those are the two ends of the spectrum. Those are the two. Those are the two that I go for. Those are my favorite ones that are, that are at the airport. <laughs> Headline reads: no. Local podcaster caught furiously masturbating right, before we'll, flight even takes off. We'll go through some airplane rules then, because I'll just we lay this out. We don't need your airplane rules. Everyone knows that you're gross. Okay, number one: shoes. Okay, if you're don't wear just sandals generally. Don't do that without uh, without socks or anything. But you, if you wear shoes with good clean socks, once you're seated in your seat, you so you're are, wearing socks right now. You're wearing socks. Are you? Are these the socks you're going to wear on the plane? No, I'm going to trade them out because I have some laundry finishing up. So I'm going to have nice clean socks, and then I'm going to uh, when I'm taking my flight. You know, it's a, like a th- uh, three four hour flight or something like that. Uh, it's you know it's okay. It's appropriate. You can take your shoes off. 
place them under the seat in front of you and uh, sit there and relax with the, in your socks. Now, if you have to get up and use the restroom, which I try to never do on a plane, I'll explain that and wh- why that is. Uh, well, because of the furious masturbation. Yeah, that's because because of the fact <laughs> that I believe on every flight there probably is someone going into the bathroom and masturbating in there. Well, and it probably is furious if you think about it because they have They're to do it, it really quick. fast. I'm telling you, when you next time you're on a flight, look around at everybody in that flight. Just look around. At I don't everybody. think I've ever seen anyone. How do you know? I you could spot not. one. I guarantee. Next time you're on a flight, you look around. You will see one person. There'll be that dude that's sitting off by himself, and you'll be like, "But that's the kind of guy that would just him. masturbate on the plane. No, like underneath no. his, uh, like pulls out his tray table and then just starts. Going, <laughs> well, there might be one of those. That's on an overnight flight. Yeah, we'll see those. No, there there'll be one of those dudes. He's going in the bathroom, and you you take note of how long he's in there. I bet it'll, bet it'll be at least five minutes. And uh, that's probably what he's doing in there. So if he's in there and you walk in and it doesn't feel like he's just dropped a bomb in there, that means that he was probably in there just playing yeah. with himself. Yeah, and by bomb you mean uh, taking a uh, uh, taking a dump. So, <laughs> Casey, well, I didn't want to say it. Yeah, but well, also no, bomb like, plane. El- I was like, oh, I was oh. trying to mix up that. <laughs> God, you're like really you're, you're on it today. I'm saying all these mildly offensive things, I'm not even realizing it. Oh, it's okay. That's God, just I life. feel like a two headed dragon. <laughs> I just don't even know which way I'm going to go. Okay, but see, so it's okay to sit there in your socks as long as their socks are nice and clean. I'd, I'd say that's okay. Also, that is why I avoid air. That's gross because bathrooms. you know what? A lot of people don't wear socks. They'll walk around barefoot, and your socks are basically like little Velcros, like Velcro pieces no, attached walk- to your feet, no. attached to your feet, and you're picking up all the dead skin cells from everybody who's been barefoot on there. No. And you're just carrying them around with you, and then when you put your shoes back on, they're inside your shoes, and then other people's skin cells are living no. inside of your shoes forever. No, you're implying that I walk around with just my socks on. It's only while seated. No, it doesn't matter because if somebody who is, you know, a, a other people who don't have manners like you, who were born in barns, uh, they take off their shoes and maybe they take off their socks as well and they drag their little feet on the ground and then you're picking up all of their skin cells from their feet and then taking them on your socks and putting them in your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. But I see, I don't do that. I just sit there. I sit there in my, in my seat and I relax and if there's nobody in front of me, I'll put my feet up. I will put my feet up sometimes. If there's no one sitting in the seat in front of me, uh, what do you mean? Because I always have to sit by the window. I have to sit by the window. I don't want the middle or the aisle seat. I don't want that stuff. I can't handle that business. I have to have the window. But if there's nobody in the seat in front of me, then what I'll do is occasionally I'll wedge one of my feet up in between the window and the seat in front, as long as nobody's sitting there. And so then I gotta you know stretch a little bit. This is something short You're people that can do. Guy. On occasion, on occasion, I've done that. Wait, so you put your feet up between the window and the seat? Yeah, in front that of me. That is so But gross. only if nobody's sitting there. If somebody's sitting there, I won't do that. You know what? There are people sitting everywhere. It's a plane. There well, are lots of people. Well, then I don't do it. But if nobody's sitting in the seat in front of the me. The people behind you can see your gross feet up there. Well, they can see. The people all around you. The person next to you can see your little wee legs jammed between the... I don't care. What they do in their middle seat, that's their business. That's, that's, the, that's the price they pay for picking a middle seat. Nobody picks the middle seat. Well, then they should have uh, ordered. Or they should have uh, bought their ticket earlier because I'm I'm taking that window seat. Oh, I will I will be. Fe- if somebody Let me ask you. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you. If a woman was traveling with her two children, oh, and God. the only seat that they yeah, uh, it already sounds horrible. Yeah, Please and continue. so the so she is um, so she has a seat uh, in the middle seat uh, across the aisle, but she really wants to be close to her two children. One, you know, they're one sitting in the window, one sitting there. Would you trade? Your window seat so that the woman could sit next to her children? What, and I end up with a middle seat? Mm-hmm. No. 
Does she want to travel with her two young children who'd never flown before? Then why didn't she buy a row of seats? I so paid the same price for my seat. So you wouldn't move? No. I paid for my seat. Although, the only way I would move is if the kids were really obnoxious and I just wanted to get away from them. Then maybe, but that's that's still BS. I paid for my seat. And they paid for theirs. And I'd say, uh, the kids are going to be just fine. No, I don't think I would do it. I'll be honest. You would. I think that you're nicer than that. I, if, okay, if she was... <sighs> I've done it before, because, like, I... Yeah, we we joke about it, but I mean, like, some a woman wanted to sit next to her child. I'm, I've moved before. I'm like, it's fine. Oh, all right. I probably would. I know you would. But I don't want to. On principle alone, I'm going to say no. Maybe I would. Maybe I would. I'm going to say no, but I'm going to do it. Maybe. No, but I don't want to. I mean, the thing is, like, I paid for that seat. Uh, Vicky is saying if she's hot. Well, she's got two kids, so that's going to knock off, knock off a little bit of it right there. Not that people having kids can't be hot. That's not my point, but I, I'm not going to be hitting on a lady with her two kids there. That's not going to work <laughs> out for me. That, 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 no. What are you going to say? Oh, you're fertile. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just awkward. I mean, yeah, no. Uh, Call me daddy? <laughs> yeah, not with the kids sitting right there. That just feel weird. I'm your new daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Nipples in the chat says, I worry more for the kids sitting next to Shoeless Greg than Maximinus Boner. <laughs> I can see you over-explaining the Maxim, too, going, like, there's going to be some, like, greased-up, like, lady on the front, and someone's going to look at you where you'd be like, I read it for the articles. There's a really good article. There's a really good article. About, uh, about spies in Japan around here. <laughs> Mr. Jenkins said she's got two kids, so you know she puts out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never really hit on somebody on an airplane. Like, that just... I, I like, I've made new friends on airplanes. Well, I imagine you do because you probably talk a lot. I don't know if you made friends I or don't, you talked at someone. No, for, I don't talk a lot. Oh, when you're nervous, you're a nervous flyer. I'm sure you talk plenty to people. But for myself, I don't like to talk to anybody. I don't want to make friends. I don't want to be anybody's buddy. I mean, I, and and generally, you know, there's not a hot chick sitting next to me, although if there was, I'd probably just get nervous and start sweating a lot. So I I try not to talk to anybody. I just stare straight ahead. I mind my own business. I make sure that I'm there first, so that the arm, so that the armrest, that's my territory because he, uh, whoever lays there on it first, that's theirs. You don't share that. And I figure if I get there first, then I get that too. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a bonus thing for me. It's wonderful. Why, I am why so glad that I don't have to travel next to you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that is. Uh, I, I am very excited. Well, I am very I am excited very that you're excited. very excited. Yes, indeed. Well, I hope that you make it there, mm-hmm. and then I hope when you get there, you aren't mauled by bears, and I hope you make it back. Yeah, I hope that too. Yeah. I don't want to get mauled by a bear. Mm-mm. I really don't. I thought about this. Where I, are you going to? What what part of Alaska? Uh, outside of Anchorage, which is everything. So, what? Okay, well, maybe we should do this now. You go into Anchorage, and then you leave from there. All right, so I wanted to make this all Alaska news, but I, so I have some, I have some stories, some from Alaska, some from around the world. Greg, okay, all right, it's a very special world of crazy. So okay. hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Uh, I just got distracted for a second because I just saw some breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Okay. Beep, 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 beep. It has just been announced by Netflix. Oh God. No, it's good. Okay. That there will be. A season five 
of Arrested Development. Really? Yes. All right. That's cool. Season five of motherfucking Arrested Development. Okay. Hell yeah. Okay. That's good news. That is good news. I just saw that right this second. Awesome. So that wasn't initially in it, but I, I wanted to tell you. Now. Okay. Uh, all right. Here we go. Uh, first up out of Mullenberg Township, Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania police have arrested a man who allegedly stole more than $200 worth of Swiss cheese. No, this wasn't the Swiss cheese pervert. How come it's always Swiss cheese? I was going to say, the Swiss cheese pervert, he's in Philadelphia. What is, what's so enticing about it? Is it at the holes? Uh, Do they like the little holes? Because they're like, uh, they stimulate you a little bit? I don't know. Swiss cheese stimulates you? Not me. Like all the holes? In general? No. The holes are stimulating? I don't know. To people who are attracted to Is it a sexy cheese, Greg? I would say of the cheeses, Swiss cheese probably would be the sexiest. I think the sexiest would be a nice fresh round ball of mozzarella. No, no, no. You yeah. Want the, no, Swiss cheese it looks like a slut already. I mean, it's like it's like a slutty cheese. Swiss cheese is not a slutty cheese. Swiss cheese is like a diseased cheese. No. It's but like it's it, been eat like it has like holes eaten out of it. Yeah, but it's already squishy, you know, in the big block like that. Is it like squishy? That. I yeah, don't think it's squishy. squishy. It's kind of it's squishy. It's pretty hard, isn't it? No, I would say it's definitely Swiss cheese. Okay, so you think Swiss cheese is the sexiest of the That's cheeses? That's the sexiest of the cheeses, okay. absolutely. Uh, well, Elijah Eason thought Swiss cheese was super sexy and has been charged with retail theft. Uh, after he was allegedly caught with not one, not two, not three, Greg, mm-hmm. but four full logs of Swiss cheese crammed into his pants. Ew. Four logs. logs of Swiss cheese. Uh, he swiped. He, the suspect allegedly swiped the logs, which are valued between fifty-two and fifty-five dollars each. Wow, some expensive, sexy cheese. Damn. From a place it says from the from a giant food store. I don't know if they didn't get the name of the store. Are there things called the giant food stores? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so a store, a store security officer reported seeing Elijah Eason waddling around when he walked and followed him outside. Uh, when the officer confronted Eason about the cheese that he knew he had shoved down his pants, he allegedly responded, What cheese? What cheese? What cheese? I don't have cheese in my pants. Uh, police searched Elijah Eason, and lo and behold, they found the four blocks of cheese inside of his pants. What kind of pants was he wearing to smuggle that much cheese? Know. Was it sweatpants? It doesn't say what kind of pants. Cause, well, no, because it'd just fall down if it were sweatpants. Yeah, I don't think they would be sweatpants. They are probably... Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, definitely not sweatpants, though. No. Probably not shorts, because they wouldn't stay in there. No, huh? Um, so police... Cargo pants. Police did search Elijah Eason, and yes, discovered the cheeses. After he was taken into custody, officers were able to eat, uh, link Eason to a previous... Swiss cheese theft at yet another giant food store. Wow. He has, he has the need for cheese. He does indeed. Well, okay, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. This is a side question kind of related to this. All right. I know you're a fan of discount foods. Yes. Say you could get one of those logs of cheese, normally $55. Mm-hmm. Say you could get it for 10 bucks. Would you buy it no. after it had been in his pants? No, Ten I wouldn't. 10 bucks. That's... I wouldn't spend $10 on cheese. Well, okay. <laughs> Imagine it was Chinese food or something. Whatever it is you want. <laughs> Say you really wanted the cheese, the savings. Would you buy it? For would you buy something that's basically eighty percent off? But they wouldn't but it sell it if it's been pants. down his pants. But it, but for eighty percent off, I mean, what else are they going to do with it? Be like, oh, well, hey. they throw it away. Well, say it was wrapped. It was wrapped in plastic. It just been in his pants, but you get eighty percent savings. Do do I know that it's been in his pants? Yes. And it's totally sealed, like vacuum sealed. Yeah, sure. Vacuum sealed. But it had been walking around in his pants for a... For a, a and it was like while. the most delicious cheese in the world. Yes. For $5. $5. Yes, I, I'd buy it. You'd buy his Swiss cheese log pants cheese. 
Yes. It'd because be I'm rubbing thinking, against everything in there. Rubbing um, against it. If it was like that, uh, have you ever had that aged, that Tillamook, like, uh, white, sharp, uh, extra sharp aged cheddar? Mm, that is so. the best cheese I've ever had. I'm not as much of a cheese person as I you I am are. such a cheese person. Yeah. I mean, so. if it, it, it might have been... Ru- Okay, so it's that cheese. Say it's that cheese. But <laughs> it was unwrapped, but you can just cut off the outside of it, and the cheese is okay, and you can get it for $5. Wait, the che- of course the cheese is okay because it's vacuum sealed, right? No, but this, here's the other thing. Say it wasn't vacuum sealed. Oh, no. But they cut vac- off the edges. They cut off the edges, so it's just fine. No, cheese is absorbent, just like your, your socked feet on a plane absorbing other people's skin cells. All right. No, I will. I, if it was vacuum sealed in his pants, mm-hmm. and the, and the seal had not been broken, rubbing up against everything, just rubbing up against. Dude, it. I assume that half the food you buy in the store has been in places that you don't want to know. I mean, it all starts somewhere: grubby hands and people doing things on them or around them. Mmm. Next up, uh, this takes place. Oh, here we go. Uh, the second grizzly bear mauling in less than two months on the outskirts of Alaska's ar- largest city of Anchorage. <laughs> has sent yet another person to the hospital with serious injuries. Really? This attack came uh, in Bird Valley, just south of Anchorage. Oh. Both attacks, which happened recently, uh, involved people surprising grizzly sows with their cubs. The latest attack was launched... Shit, is that, do they have cubs right now? They have cubs right now. This just happened last week. No, this, excuse me, this happened, this happened this weekend. Uh, the latest attack was launched by a sow with nearly two grown cubs, probably two-year-olds. Uh, a woman by the name of uh, Suzanne... Knudsen, who lived in a roadside community called Indian, south of Anchorage, was less than a mile down a trail near her home when she encountered the sow and the cubs. Now, of course, grizzly sows are notoriously protective. This one disabled her, but the 59-year-old woman was able to use her cell phone to call for help after the attack. Troopers uh, were able to dispatch someone to pick her up, and they were able to fly her out. In a statement from the troopers, Knudsen is reported to have said she was walking down the trail when two brown bear cubs came out of the brush in front of her. Oh, God, that's terrifying. She then said that one star- cub started to come toward her, and oh. that's when the mother came out from behind her and hit her. Came out from behind? She, oh, she was in between? She was between them, and oh, she didn't geez. know it. She wow. was walking down the trail. The two cubs came out, and the mother was behind her. She didn't see the mother, and it hit her and knocked her down on the ground. That's horrifying. Uh, it's unclear how long she was down there before she, she decided to. Uh, the bears were safely gone and called nine one one, so they were able to get her out. So they found absolute the most unnerving part of the story. They could find absolutely nothing that would have attracted the bears to this area for the attack. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that's next cool. up uh, at a Spartanburg, South Carolina. A South Carolina woman decided to call nine one one after she came home to find her fifteen year old son watching porn in the living room. She called 911 over that? Because she was pissed that her son was watching porn in their living room. Uh, Shavonda Gallman walked into the living room of her Spartanburg home, uh, and her two-year-old daughter turned on the television. Unbeknownst to them, the 15-year-old son who was in the house at the time had been watching porn, but didn't stop the DVD, but instead just... Oh, idiot! Yeah, turned off the TV. Dumbass! Turned on the TV, and of course, uh, pornographic images flickered across the screen. Shavonda Gallman was also... um, <laughs> She's a real estate agent and also had one of her clients with her because she was getting ready to show them a house. And so ended up <laughs> turning on porn in front of a client and her two-year-old daughter. Uh, the adults quickly shut off the television and ushered the young girl out of the room, but the damage had already been done. Gallman's 15-year-old son, the person behind the porn, was up in his room. 
the 40-year-old then called 911 and the sheriff's deputies to report it. Uh, she told investigators that her son had been having behavior issues and that he's having problems with listening, talking back, and stealing. He's 15. <laughs> she requested that a police report be filed to document uh, her daughter being exposed to porn. She's turning her son in for... Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's... Well, A, number one, the kid should... Why, why is he watching it on television nowadays? I mean, come on. You can probably find some other way to access porn. But also, I've, I, had that, I had that happen to a buddy one time. He was, uh, he was married. His wife wasn't home. He had been watching, uh, watching some, some movies, some adult movies, and uh, did that same thing, forgot to pick, take the DVD out. And his wife came home, and she was the type of woman who gets really mad about that stuff. Mm. They're no longer married for many reasons. <laughs> but she was furious, furious at him. And thought that basically he was cheating on her for looking at porn oh, wow. and like, oh, it was a mess. It was a mess. I had a boyfriend a long time ago. I was I was such a shithead. Um, but he had told me, he, he just made this like huge, huge deal about the fact that he didn't own any porn. Like that he didn't own like any. Like overstating yeah, it. Yeah, like over- overstating it. And so oh, one day, yeah, that's full of shit. Yeah. So then one day I was uh, like getting something out of his closet. He wasn't home and like I was, uh, I was over there and I was getting something up. Like I'd left a shirt there or something. And a bag fell out of his closet. And I opened it, and it was just fucking full of magazines and, and you know, like like porn magazines and like DVDs and VHS tapes and like all this uh, like ridiculous amount of porn. After he'd been telling me, no, no, I'm such an <laughs> asshole. So I was, I was like a ton of like a whole. It was lot like a huge porn. duffel bag, like it fell off of the thing, and I was just wow, like, what is this? So anyway, so uh, I, I was dick. So I brought it all out, and he lived up. Uh, on his own at the time, so I decided to take the bag out, and I sat in the living room because he was going to be home, and I, I spread it all out. Oh, <laughs> asshole! <laughs> I feel like such a big you are, That is! Well, I mean, number one, he shouldn't have made it such it a big such deal. It was such a big deal. About not having Like, I was any. sitting, so I, I positioned it all around me, and I put one of them in when it came in, so I made, made sure it was playing. I'm like, hey! <laughs> What's up? What did he do? <laughs> he was so embarrassed. <laughs> he didn't really get mad, but uh, it was a real asshole thing for me to do. Well, it is, but also but at why least the then, hell? He, but, and then I was like, "Why are you lying?" He's like, I don't know. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keelan is noting something. How does a bag just fall out of someone's <laughs> closet? It did. It was on the top part of the closet. Why were you in the closet? Because I told you I was getting my shirt or jacket or something that I had you left were snooping. there. I was not snooping. I have learned long you're, ago to never snoop. In people's you're a stuff. snooper, though. I am not a snooper. You are a snooper. I'm, well, maybe at 21 I was a snooper. You would totally be a snooper. No, I don't. I uh, to- you you snoop now. I've had snoop. When? Have you snooped at my house when you No, I have no desire to snoop in your house. No, I have you learned some unpleasant fine. things from snooping. And so I, I've learned, I'm just like, no, I probably don't want to see. It. If you don't want me to see it, I probably don't want to <laughs> look at it. So that's okay. Huh. All right. Maybe it didn't so much have. fall, but... Uh, I had a buddy. I've I've talked about him before. Fuzz. I won't say his Fuzz. Real name. Yeah, he was named Fuzz. He he's actually a, a really nice guy. I'm friends with him on Facebook now. But he w- used to be in college. He pretty much embodied everything that was Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. He was that. He was Booger. I mean, to a T. And he had a duffel bag of porn because I think he worked at a porn shop or he knew somebody that did. Anyway, he'd have this duffel bag and he'd just bring it down when he'd come visit in Corvallis. He'd show up with his duffel bag of porn. Hey guys, got a duffel bag of porn. For some reason, as though I would want to go through that with him. But yeah, he would bring that thing everywhere. That is so gross. Duffel bag of porn. Okay, you guys pick one out. Yeah, I was saying that it fell out. I'm not a good porn kind of guy. Yeah, and I'm being called out in the chat. I was totally snooping. Yeah. 
But I was 21. And, and See, I did. What is this? No, no, I was getting my jacket or something out of the closet <laughs> or something. You were snooping. This was 12 years ago. 12 years ago. I've since learned my lesson. Snooper. Next up. A safety briefing that included what to do during a brown bear attack likely saved a guardsman's life Saturday in Alaska. Uh, this happened just outside of Anchorage. Uh, base, <laughs> this has happened on, uh, let's see, on a base out there uh, to a man named uh, Sergeant Lucas Windeborn. So uh, he crossed paths unexpectedly, he's 26 years young, crossed paths unexpectedly with a brown bear and her two cubs during a land navigation exercise. Now he accidentally made eye contact with the animal and immediately fell to the ground while playing dead. Uh, the bear then decided that wasn't good enough, picked him up by the hip and tossed him, oh, taking a chunk out of his hip, also then biting and swatting at him before wandering off. Ah. The sergeant uh, stayed down on the ground for about 15 to 30 seconds, then blew a safety whistle and headed out of the, den- uh, the dense woods. Medics on the course founded him, uh, stabilized him, and transferred him to a hospital where he was treated for wounds to the shoulder, back, chest, ribs, and other areas. He remains in the hospital currently in stable, non-life-threatening condition as of Monday evening. Fuck. So he played dead and that didn't work? He played dead and that still picked him up, took a chunk out of I, him anyway. I'm going to be honest, I still do not know what I'm supposed to do when I encounter a bear. <laughs> because there have been stories that you're supposed to drop down and play dead. Then there are stories that you make yourself really big so the bear thinks you're bigger than you are. Like, and then there's the then there's the ones where you like slowly walk away. And like, don't make eye contact. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do. No, it's all like mixed messages. Mmm. I found something that you might be interested in. This is uh, something that exists in Alaska. Uh, so, just like, you know, we've all heard about Scotland's Loch Ness. Uh, and Loch Ness Monster. It has the alleged uh, lake monster known as Nessie. Mm-hmm. Well, in Alaska, there's a lake named Iliamna. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, have you seen it? Lake have, you Il- about this? have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Have you heard of Alaska's Lake Iliamna? No, where's that at? Uh, apparently it has its own reported sea monster that it's called Illy. How, how do you spell that? I-L-I-A-M-N-A. What? Lake Illy- Iliamna. Yes. Okay. All right. All right, so this is the the Alaskan version of the Loch Ness Monster, Greg. Really? This is, apparent, this is something that's been happening for a long time. It's an elusive creature. Uh, so alleged sightings of the lake monster in southwest Alaska's nearly 80-mile-long, 22-mile-wide body of water began in the 1940s with pilots reporting observations of a very large fish-like creature that they could see when they were flying overhead. Huh. Uh, the beast has been described as having a long aluminum-colored body and has been estimated at nearly 30 feet long. Really? Over the next three decades, enough reports of strange creatures in the lake finally prompted the Anchorage Daily News to offer a $100,000 reward for ev- animal uh, for evidence of the animal's existence. Nobody was able to win that. But now scientists uh, think Illy may turn out to be a mutated variety of a sleeper shark. What? I don't know. Do you think that... Are you going to be anywhere near this lake? Um, that's what I'm taking a look here. I'm trying to see where it's at exactly. I think we are hiking into some lake, but I don't know if that's what it is. Well, they do think that it might be one of the, uh, it might be a sleeper shark, because What's uh, a sleeper shark. I don't know. Oh no, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'll be there. I think you got you got to fly to get there. Oh okay. Or take a boat. Well, they still haven't been able to determine if Illy actually exists in the lake, so it is a, a mythical sea creature of sorts. But uh, they are going to be leading an expedition this summer. 
Oh, maybe they're doing it right now, Greg. Uh, to search for the sleeper shark that uh, lives there, if they can prove the creatures are responsible for all the monster reports, he's going to next set out to Scotland to disprove Nessie. Lots of weird creatures in Alaska, Greg. I want to find a sleeper shark. Maybe. Maybe I don't. Mm-mm. I don't know if that really appeals to me. I'd rather find a Sasquatch. And finally, out of Anchorage, Alaska. Another one? This happened, let's see, Sunday. Wow, a lot of these happened this weekend. Uh, a man was hospitalized with puncture wounds on his arms and hands following a surprise attack from a brown bear in a remote God, area yeah. of Eagle River. <laughs> <sighs> this happened around 1 p.m., and the man uh, was ultimately able to get the bear away from him by shooting it. However, the bear was aggressive, and again, they were not able to find out why the bear was in the area that it was, although they did allude to the fact that uh, King Salmon are running right now, too. Shit. Which is attracting a lot of bears. The man was treated at an Anchorage hospital and is expected to be okay. <sighs> Right, salmon are coming in right now. Hmm. Neato. King salmon are coming in and all the cubs are active. Good luck with that, Greg. That's your world of crazy. Fuck. You guys aren't going to be camping like by a river, are you? I don't know. I know we're, we're by some body of water. But I think it's a lake. I think. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, if something does happen, I don't know where I'm going. So, and once you're way out there, you're way out of phone service for anything. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Fun employment radio, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god. This is not. This is starting to become less funny. <laughs> well, I'll just be careful. I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, I don't think I'll bear spray. Maybe we'll get we'll get some. Uh, I'll get an air horn, like like Nate suggested. See, but I can't do that because then I'll seem like a pussy. Who cares if you look like a pussy? At least you'll be alive. Well, what if I fight it off though? How cool would that be? Then it'd be pretty badass. I mean, that would be a pretty badass story if I fought off a bear. Nobody would believe you. I wouldn't believe you. There's no way you could fight off a bear. Hmm. Well, then I guess I could just say that anyway, and nobody would really wouldn't matter. Well, anyway, that is what's going to be happening. I will be up there this weekend. So, I said uh, I won't have phone service where I will be, although I will have phone service in Anchorage and normal places because I have my Metro PCS phone. Oh boy, and it's waterproof too, so if you drop it into a a river as the bears are attacking you trying to get the king salmon, it'll still, your your phone will survive. It's true. The phone will survive. (laughs) You can probably ping it or something and then locate me that way. Oh, Uh, Metro PCS, find sponsor of Fun Employment Radio, metropcs.com slash metro, find a location near you, $40 flat rate. Flat rate for unlimited everything. Um, uh, I thought we were going to do like a Dr. Science today. Do you want to do Dr. Science? I want to know some science facts about Alaska. All right. We haven't done Dr. Ask, Science. 
Yeah. In a long time. So why don't we take a, a quick break? Okay. And I wanted, I, I'm going to ask the chat to put in some questions about Alaska or about bears or All right. about hiking. Well, to explain Dr. Science, we haven't done it in a little while. Dr. Science is where uh, I myself leave the room. Dr. Science comes in with a science hat and uh, dispels the untruths you may have learned about things and actually sets the record straight on uh, knowledges and, uh, and learnings. So... We'll take a quick break. If you're in the live chat, go to funemploymentradio.com slash live, and you can type in um, type in whatever your question is. We'll do two questions. So Sarah will pull the two questions, but you put them all in there. Sarah will find two, okay. and Dr. Science will answer. All right. We'll be back in a minute with more Ooh. Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> Hang on. Ah, uh, there's some science music. Wow, I haven't heard this in a while. Ah, it's feeling very sciencey in here, Sarah. Very sciencey right now. Gross. First off, of course, before practicing oh, any kind of no. amount of science, this is a segment that is popular with children. Maybe many families will gather around on Sunday afternoons and play this segment for their kids so they <laughs> get the proper education. So I'm gonna. I just found another one that we're putting stretching. in. Stop it! Stretches. God. Oh, because you got to get those science juices flowing. We all know that. Oh, there it is. Oh, it's right there. Okay, I am feeling science-y. You're so fucking gross. All right. Sarah, I'm prepared to answer the questions of the people. All right. First one comes from... John and Boring. And John writes, Dear Dr. Science. Yeah! What is the best way to beat up a bear? <laughs> what is the best way to beat up a bear? Well, that's a good question. Bears are big and growly, and they do look like they did. They have punchable faces. Let's all admit that. Bears have very punchable faces. You'd know. I think we can agree with that. But here's the thing about bears. All right, so here's the best way to beat up a bear. Now, when you encounter a bear... Of course, it generally, you know, it will be all growly and angry. But you, but the best way to counter that, think about it for a second. Why is this bear so angry? What's he so pissed off about? What's he so angry about? Well, there actually goes back to ancient history. And this is why bears have carried this grudge for a long time. You see, there were two competing animals to become man's best friend. There were the dogs. Oh, my God. And there were the bears. The bears obviously lost out on that because they're too big and grouchy and they've carried that anger for a long long time so when you see the bear it's running up to you you have to stay stay calm and say hey bear stop it i know you want to be a dog but you're not a dog however i think we can still be friends and at this point the bear will start listening to you the bear will be like friend oh god you're so and you'll say bear why don't we try this? Let's give it a tester. You know, maybe we were wrong too. Maybe maybe we should have maybe we have room for dogs and bears in our houses. You know, maybe we were being a little too judgmental. Oh my God. Maybe you, you seem crabby and you need to work on that. But maybe you can be friends too. And so that pup don't point you, you walk up to the bear. This is terrible. And the bear's going to be a little bit calmer. He might have a little bit of tears. He might have a little lonely tear running down his face. A lonely tear cuz he realizes, well, yeah, I've been kind of an asshole. I'm sorry about that. And he's going to feel bad, but you don't want him to feel bad yet. So you sit there and you pet him, you stroke his ear for a minute, and then say, Bear, come with me. Let's go back to the house. We're going to have a snack. And we're going to sit down and talk about this. Oh, my God, Greg. And then, right then, when the bear is content and realizes, oh, I was wrong, that's when you 
punch it in the eye, and then you walk away. That's how you beat it up. You're a horrible person. Say, you were wrong, Bear. I told you all along. Next up, uh, we have a question from... We have two more. Okay. All right. Next up, uh, from Carrie. And Carrie writes and says, uh, Dear Dr. Science. Mm-hmm. Dear Dr. Science. Yeah. I'm actually giving Sorry. you this. <laughs> Greg's over there rubbing his... I think he's genuinely stressed out. <laughs> Three people have been attacked by bears in Anchorage in the last week. Anyway, go ahead. Why does it not get dark during the summer in Alaska? Why does it do- not Why get- does it not get dark during the summer in Alaska? Okay, that is a good question. Um, I believe I may have answered this before uh, because it's uh, there's there's a few reasons why, and we have to go back to ancient history. We can of just course. why don't we do like the the top reason? Well, Sarah, I have to answer the question. See, back in ancient history, Alaska. Your hair is so big and crazy right now. Wasn't where it used to be. Oh my god! You see, Alaska actually—it's when the continents were moving. It was actually down, kind of by the equator. It was friends with Mexico, and Mexico and Alaska were buddies. Mexico, once again, there was a big kerfuffle because Alaska was bigger than Mexico, and Mexico was like, "Well, I'm a country," and Alaska's like, "Well, I'm a state, and I'm bigger than you, and you need to deal with that, and it's okay." But then Mexico got all mad, so Alaska eventually moved up the coast, and it went up there where it was cold and it was cold and lonely and what happened was it started getting all that snow because the snow came in and you know because it was cold and it was like depressed and so it got all this snow and then during the winter it got really depressed and it reflects all this sunlight back up and that sunlight goes up there but at the north the sunlight can't escape and so then during the summer all that sunlight's stored up there it's kind of like a camel can store water and, uh, you know, it can last for a long time in its humps. Alaska stores sunlight, and then in the summer it uses all that sunlight, and it reminds it of uh, its buddy Mexico, and then it realizes, that's about six months, and then it realizes, oh, I'm not there anymore, and we're not buddies. And then it gets depressed, and then it snows again. Oh, my God, are you still talking? Greg, I do have one more question. This was uh, the slipped in. I mean, excuse me, Dr. Science. It's all science. Yes! Final question, last minute. Dear Dr. Science. Yes! If a Sasquatch turns you into his forest wife, what is your best course of action? <laughs> if a Sasquatch turns well, you into his forest wife... This is from Mr. Jenke. Uh-huh. What is your best course of action? Well, here's the deal. If he's turning you into his forest wife... That means he's not just uh, having his fun and walking away. So he's not like just taking off. So that's a good thing in the long run. It means he's there for the long haul. That means and it's not just a wham bam. Thank it's you. Not ma'am. just a wham bam in your tent and out, and then you know, then you got to deal with that for the rest of your life. So you call it your tent. If I get back and I don't want to talk about Sasquatches ever again, you'll know what happened. So, assuming he chooses you. And, you know, the Sasquatches are confused about uh, males and females. They don't quite know the difference. They don't understand. They don't care. They're very open. If you become the Sasquatch's wife, the first, the, what you got to do, you got to go with the flow. It's like, all right, this is my life now. I am married to a Sasquatch. 
I am a forest you just wife. To it. I am a forest wife. I am a forest wife oh, to a Sasquatch. This is what I live. Please write a courage song called Sasquatch Forest Wife. Please. This is who I am now, and you have to deal with that. You got to get over it mentally. It's kind of like when you go to prison. Like you just have to be like, this is prison now. This is this is life. There's no escaping this. Don't think about that because you just give yourself false hope. You are a forest wife to a Sasquatch, and you're going to be the best damn forest wife that you can be because that's the only way you can get ahead. So you have to, you know, of course, be there for the Sasquatch. By make it dinner when it comes back from foraging. It's going to be hungry. Got to be the best forest wife you but can. Got to be, be the best damn forest wife you can be because there's no escaping from that. So that's what you have to do. And then, you know, eventually... I want to buy you a shirt that says forest wife. No, I don't want to be a forest wife. But there's no escaping the forest wife. Once a Sasquatch has you in its clutches... You're married into that. Wow, Greg's flailing over there. I mean, well, I don't want to be a forest wife, and I don't want to get eaten by bears. Um, I want to thank Mr. Jenky for the term forest wife, because <laughs> that is the best thing I have ever fucking heard. <laughs> and now that's going to be in my lexicon forever. Just got to deal with it. There you go. All right. Bears, son, and forest wives. Let's talk about your science. Yes! Oh my god, you're... S- okay. Whew. Wow, you're... Well, good luck to you. Thanks. Um, yeah. I hope it goes all right. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, if anybody's uh, in Anchorage listening to the show, I might be there. You never know. Do We We do have some listeners in Anchorage. Uh, we do. We have listeners. Yeah. I believe we do. So send me an email. In Anchorage, maybe we'll meet up for a beer. If someone gets a picture of Greg and his idiot friends, and by by idiot friends, I mean Greg is included in that idiot Greg with his idiot friends. Mm-hmm. If you can get some kind of paparazzi picture from him, of him in Anchorage, <laughs> I will send you like one hundred American dollars. <laughs> Just if you can get them, especially like acting super doofy. Well, that's what will be anytime mm-hmm. we're out in public in Anchorage. I I bet the three idiots. I yeah. would bet money too. One of us will be cut off at a bar, not for being too drunk, but for being too much of an idiot. I bet that'll happen this weekend. Because we're loud. You know that you're going to get cut off for being an idiot? Well, no, because we're loud. So we get kind of obnoxious. We're not mean or we're not jerks. We don't like start fighting. We're not like that kind. We're we're just, we're, we're idiots. And we'll think something is funny and we'll do it a lot. I bet you, I, I bet it'll happen. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. You guys are awesome. I uh, want to remind everybody, too, that you still have time to go get a bike at Bike Gallery and or buy anything from there. Bike Gallery has six different locations in town, and you can use the code FER14 and get t- uh, 10% off, which is can be a lot of money. It's a big savings. Oh, yeah. BikeGallery.com. It's a significant savings. And find out all about the locations around there. They are uh, they are very cool and a big sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. I will not be bringing my bike to Alaska, although that would probably help me out running a bear. Um, <laughs> well, so, good luck, Greg. I, I, too, will be out of town, not in bear, in bear country, but uh, yeah. best of luck to you. Thank you. Other shows on the network will be airing while mm-hmm. we are out. So the Carl Show starring Jason will be tonight on the Fun Employment Radio Network about 5.30 p.m., Going to Alaska. Oh my God! Yeah, and boy. we will uh, 
most likely, possibly, be back on Monday with a new show, yes. We're scheduled to. We're scheduled, yes. (laughs) All right, you guys, thank you so much. We really do appreciate all of you for for listening to our show. Don't forget to spread it on uh, Twitter. Spread it sounds weird. Spread it sounds awful. Share it. That's the right word. At Fun and Freddy. Share it everywhere. At Greg Nibbler. At Sarah X Dylan. And uh, here we go. Well, hopefully we'll be back on Monday, but like a two-headed dragon, we don't know which way we're going to be going. So We'll be back on Monday with more Fun Appointment Radio. Dot com, bye. Things by try.